and uh, look at that. But I guess not really, but we're going to be all over the place in the New Testament. And uh, we're going to be going into the books of Peter, first and second. And so I thought uh, we should just kind of look at the, the life of Peter revealed to us in the scriptures. And, uh, and I think that those lessons will help us understand him and... Uh, uh, well, also uh, lessons on how we should not live, I guess, with Peter, but yet, yet lessons how we should live uh, by the example of Peter. So uh, both things. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you ever read the, the books, uh, the book uh, by Philip Keller. Uh, he has one and two David. He has two books. If you ever can read those books, they're good because anyway, they were for me. And it's simple reading. It's not hard reading, but it tells the life and times of David. And, uh, you know, you looked at what kind of a man he was when he exercised faith. You could see it and and so on. It was very good. And you got you had examples of his life. And uh, I really enjoyed those books. But then... There was another character there called Saul, and he deals with Saul and his his character. And uh, he was a very moody man, Saul was, and very, he'd get depressed. Uh, and it was all because of self-centeredness. And I discovered that when I read that book. And, uh, and I just want each one of us because it helped me in my moodiness. I get very moody at times. At one time, I don't get moody anymore. The way, <laughs> but I don't think I do anyway. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it, it helped me in that day. I I would have been worse on than what I am now if I hadn't read his book. So I just thought, well, we'll look at uh, Peter. And look at his life. I mean, we'll look at his call, his conversion, his confession, his fall, and his restoration. Uh, because all those things happened to Peter. And we can learn from those lessons, uh, uh, those things. And that's what we want to do. And so that we can become uh, like the Lord and like the, our other brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, uh exercise faith and we all fail and do all those things that happened to Peter and uh, but it so we're going to look at those things uh, Peter starts his book out by saying an apostle of Jesus Christ written to strangers or sojourners in this world and that's what we are we're we're just journeying through this world we're not this ain't home and uh and for some of us, it's almost over with, but some have a longer way to go. But we're on this journey. And it, what happened, just like in James, remember in James, James starts his book out to these Hebrews who are scattered abroad. You know, so they were scattered by persecution. Now, none of us have experienced that, but it had to be terrible. These two were scattered. So Peter's writing not just to uh, Jews, but to Gentiles too, throughout Pontus, Gaius, Cappadocia, Asia, and Pithony. Uh, and so it's, it's, it starts out generally just like James. 
And this area that we're talking about is Turkey. That's where all these places are at. And uh, as we think of Turkey, uh, you think of Turkey uh, today, you know, Jerry Maddox was kicked out of Turkey. Uh, that Andrew Brunson, who's, we're going to look at those, that series on Prepare to Stand. He was a prisoner for two years in solidarity confinement in Turkey. Turkey has become a very hostile place for Christianity. It too is part of NATO. Uh, they say that it is the number, number two military power in NATO and the United States is number one. And uh, so this is the area. We know that the seven churches were uh, in Turkey too. And uh, all that is gone now. Uh, it's hostile towards Christianity now. Christianity there has to go underground and so that the Muslim world doesn't know it exists. And so it's very hostile towards Christianity, but he, Turkey is north of Israel and it's one of the nations that will come upon Israel at the end of times of the 10 toes. And, uh, 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 but anyway, that's who he's writing to. They are scattered in that area. And at that time, there was not the Muslim world to persecute them. But uh, that's, that's what we're going to look at. So we're going to look at his call, his conversion, his confession, his fall, and his restoration. And I think we'll learn just a little bit about Peter as we look at those things uh, before we go into the book of Peter. And let's, so let's just pray. So, Lord, uh, we thank you uh, for your word. And Lord, we ask that we can learn these lessons. Our, we know that our lives are, uh, you know, at times are, are very similar to Peter's. And uh, help us to be more dedicated to you, to, to love you as we should, and follow you. And so that we can learn these lessons. And we just praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the atmosphere of those that were spiritual at that time was they were looking for the Messiah. There was a sense that the Messiah was coming. And we know of Simeon, uh, uh, he, right before he, uh, held, he held Jesus in his arms and he knew now that he could pass on, that God would, would show him the Messiah before he died. And Anna too, they all, knew the Messiah was coming. And so that worldview, that spiritual movement was going on. And anyone who uh, was really dedicated to the Lord, it seemed, had the desire for the Messiah to come. And uh, so uh, that is the, the way things are, were in those days in Israel. They had a sense that the Messiah was coming. And then who comes on the scene but John the Baptist? And uh, he proclaims the Messiah is coming, which only strengthened that view that, uh, like today, we say the Lord is coming, uh, too. We have that sense that we live in that age. But anyway, in John chapter 1, if we could begin there, we find that uh, uh, the fall, not the fall, the call of uh, 
of, of Peter, and it'll be the first time he meets the Lord. And uh, starting with verse 35, and I'll read those. And he said, and again, so chapter 1, verse 35, again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, so there was two disciples there, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, behold the Lamb of God. So uh, that's exactly what he said to him. So these two disciples, as it says in verse 37, left following John and began to follow Jesus. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed him, they followed Jesus. And we know that is the ministry of John the uh, Baptist was that he must decrease and the Messiah must increase. And so they followed him. And then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, what seek ye? And they said unto him, Rabbi, where dwelleth thou? And he said unto them, come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour, so about 10 o'clock in the morning. And one of the two, which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So we find that one of the two disciples that were following John and turned and followed Christ was Andrew. And the other one is John, the one who wrote this book. And, uh, but again, the key figure here is a brother of Simon Peter. And that is how well known he is in the scriptures. And then he findeth his brother Simon and says unto them, we have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said this to Simon, thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is being interpreted a stone. Now, as we will see in the life of, of Peter, he was not much of a stone. He was tossed to and fro in so many things, but Jesus said, my calling to you is I'll make you a stone and a very strong character, a, a, a pillar in the church of God. And so we find this is his first meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ. His conversion is not here. Uh, we find that he had no uh, uh, spiritual experience with the Lord at this time. Uh, he, he just meets him and the Lord calls him to be a stone. And so uh, the work of God's spirit was not deep in his life right here. And so then we go to Luke chapter five, Luke chapter five. And we see his conversion. These King James versions are hard to find anything, I guess. <laughs> okay. Chapter five verses, that's what I got, one through 11. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, 
he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered unto one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust him out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And so I'm sure Simon heard the message from the Lord, what he taught out of the ship. Now, when he had, now when he was uh, left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let your nets down for a drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, We are professional fishermen, and we fished all night, and we caught nothing. <laughs> Generally, it was what he said to him. He says, Master, we have to toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, we'll do this. At your word, we'll let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partner, which was in the other ship, that they should come and help him. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. And Simon Peter saw it, and he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And he was astonished at all that was with him at the draught of the fish, which they had taken. So we find Peter tells the Lord a, a work of, uh, in his life. He sees the glory of God, and he says, I'm a sinner, depart from me. And we all know the story of, of Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah sees the king of kings, on his throne, what does Isaiah say? Woe is me, for I am undone. Uh, and he truly comes to the Lord in a broken spirit. And so we find a move, a spiritual move in his life. And he was astonished at all that were with him at the drought of the fish which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon, and Jesus said unto Simon, and another calling to Simon, and this is what he says, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt be a catcher of men. So another calling of Simon, to be a strong leader and to be a man who will be a great evangelist. And to see the results of their conversion, of his conversion, Peter's conversion, we find and when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and forsook cleaning their nets and they followed Jesus. Now that doesn't mean they didn't go back to their ships, but it means that they followed Jesus now. They're gonna follow him. And you know, that is, that is the result of us coming to Christ as we begin to follow Jesus. And, uh, I always like Macintosh and his, he says, following him is the original terms of the agreement. We follow him. And I always like that. And so they forsook all and followed him. 
And so we find a conversion experience of a broken spirit before the Lord, and the Lord accepts them and they follow him. Okay. You know, too, and I, I, I think of uh, what was shared at worship by uh, Uzziah that touched the ark. Uh, we, too, uh, and I know in my experience, uh, I looked at the law, and the law drove me to Christ because uh, the law is holy. The law is not evil, and don't ever think it is, because it condemns us but it is showing us we need something other than our own goodness. And uh, even the law, when I seen the law and I knew I wasn't at all right with that law, I turned to Christ, that was my only hope. And he gave me salvation. So there was a, uh, as we think of uh, Peter here, he's seen the glory of God in Jesus Christ. And he says, I am a sinful man, depart from me, O Lord. And he confessed his sins. Uh, now, I want us to look at his confession as he was a believer in Christ now as the Messiah. And we'll, we'll turn to Matthew 16 now. Matthew 16, verses 13 to 16. See, okay, and when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? And, uh, you know, it's like uh, anything in politics, anything, there's all these different views. And so he's, they'll, they'll tell him what pen, people are saying about him. And uh, he says, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, uh, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, but not the prophet that they knew was coming. And so they, they, they had all these views on Christ. And uh, uh, there was no conviction at all here uh, in what the world was saying about Jesus Christ. There was just none. They just have many different views. But then he says, but whom say ye that I am? And of course, Simon speaks and answers and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He confessed Jesus Christ as the son of the living God. He believed in him. He believed he was the Messiah. And then we find in John chapter 6, if we can go there, uh, John chapter 6, another confession of, of, of Peter. Six verses uh, 67. Uh, mm -hmm. 67 uh, through 69, okay. And now we got it. The scene was that Jesus says, I am the manna that comes down from heaven. I, uh, you know, I'm the bread of life. If you eat of me, you have eternal life. If you drink of me, 
the blood that I have, you'll, you'll have eternal life. And so it was a very hard saying for them. And uh, many of the disciples said, uh, we're, we're not going to follow him anymore. And so uh, Jesus says in 67, then said Jesus unto the 12, will you also go away? A question he asked them. And then again, Simon Peter uh, answers him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And I, I kind of think that every one of us will, will have this experience sometime in our lives. Uh, we will be a, a professing Christian for years, and everything becomes so normal and so regular that uh, we, we probably are tired of living to a certain degree or depressed or want more excitement in our lives. And we think, well, I'm going to give up on being a Christian. And uh, I think we all sometimes have that experience. And then the question is, where will we go? And uh, I think I've asked that, Mike, where would I go? Uh, for Jesus has the answer. Uh, and he is the Messiah. So where would I go? And Peter asked that same question and said, where would I go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. So again, he confesses him as the Messiah. And uh, wonderful faith that Peter has. And in, then we go to Matthew 14. And I wanted to bring this in uh, where he walks on water, where Peter walks on water. Matthew 14. Starting with 22, and it says there, straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray, and in the evening was come, he was alone. And so he must have knew this, and he was going to rescue them, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea. And remember, they just have oars. They don't have a motor. Tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And that's scary. I know that. I've been there. And, uh, and then in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And only God can walk on the sea. Uh, I think the... I don't know which one of those Disney movies had, you know, under the ocean. I can't remember that great king that was in, you know, he is in mythology, the one that can walk on the sea. And uh, we know that our Lord can walk on the sea. He is God. But we find uh, then, and his disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out of fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. Is it I? Be not afraid. And Peter answered him. And just think of the faith of Peter. And we criticize Peter for his failure here. But remember, the rest of the disciples stayed in the ship. It was only Peter by faith got out. 
and, uh, and walk to the Lord. And so we, as we look at the life of Peter, we know that he's an energetic person. He has lots of zeal uh, and he has lots of ambition. And uh, now he gets out of that ship and he walks to the Lord and Peter answers him and says, Lord, if it be thou bid me come unto thee unto the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was down, come down out of the ship, he walked on the waters to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried saying, Lord, save me. And the Lord caught him and saved him and said, oh, ye of little faith. And we find that, you know, many of this, this story is used for the troubles we have in life, uh, the boisterous sea that we walk in. And a lot of times we look at those circumstances and not at the Lord and we fall. And, but Peter was saved by our Lord. And so uh, we see he's quite a man of faith. And he's very devoted and zealous for the Lord. And now we'll come to his fall, and uh, we'll be getting there soon. But he, he comes to his fall, and uh, in Matthew 26, we see he falls. And uh, Matthew 26, verse 30, 31 through 35. Thirty-one through thirty-five. Okay. Then said Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I rise again, I will go before you into Galilee. So he knows they're all going to be offended because of him. But yet, he says, I'll meet you after I'm risen from the dead to meet you in Galilee. So that's what he said. And so Peter answered, and with his self-confidence that he still had, he says unto him, though all men shall be offended, but not I. You know, I won't. I will never offend you, Lord. And Jesus said unto him, I say unto thee that this night before the cock crows, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And again, Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, all the disciples said that. So it wasn't just Peter who uh, will find was hypocritical in, in his stand for the Lord, but all the other disciples too. Now the fall of, of Peter is recorded in all four gospels. So I think God wants us to learn something from it. And then we come to his actual fall, verse 26, 69 through 75. And uh, we read, and Peter, he sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou art, thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. So he began to deny the Lord there. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maiden saw him and said unto them, 
that were there. This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denies it with an oath. I do not know the man. And after a, a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou art one of them. For by thy speech betrays thee. And he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crowed. And Peter remembered the words of the Lord, which said unto him, Before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. And so we find that uh, he commits a terrible sin and a very vocal sin. Of course, Peter, who is so self-confident, God has to deal with that. And so I believe in God's sovereignty, he's dealing with Peter's self-confidence. Now, how much self-confidence do you have? And uh, it's all about you and how, how wonderful a person you are and so on and so forth, like Peter. But God had to allow this to happen in Peter's life, a fall. And each one of us, to certain degrees, fall away from God. At times, uh, I think of Ephesus and in the seven churches of Revelation, uh, they fell away from their first love. And uh, it was a warning for them to get back to loving the Lord. And so then we find his restoration and we'll find that in John 21. And it's, I think, uh, a great, great part of the scriptures. Uh, we'll start with verse 3. Now, this is what happens, uh, what I believe, when our hearts are straying from the Lord. And uh, Peter met the Lord already at the, this time, after his resurrection, but God has not dealt with his heart yet. And, you know, when you fall away from something that you believe strongly, a lot of times you don't want next time to be that committed to it. And so what does Peter say? I'm going fishing. I'm not going to be committed to these things that much. And of course, the rest of the disciples say, we'll go with you. And they follow along. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately that night, and they caught nothing. And I've been there and done that. <laughs> you catch nothing. And they caught nothing. And Jesus said unto, okay, but when the morning now was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, children, have you any meat? They answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast thy net on the right side of the ship, and you will find. And they cast, therefore, now uh, they were, were not able to draw for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, the disciples whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, now that's John, he says unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, in his zeal, he takes his outer coat off, and did cast himself in the sea and swam to shore. 
And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land. But as it were, 200 cubits dragging the net with fishes. And as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and the fish laid thereon in bread. And Jesus wants to have fellowship with them. Now, isn't that remarkable? Jesus wants to have fellowship with us. And he wants to have fellowship with them, bringing of the fish which you have now caught. And so he has a meal for them. And Simon Peter went up and drew the nets to the land of the great fish in 150 and three, and all were so many, yet was not the nets broken. And Jesus said unto them, come and dine. Come and have fellowship with me. And none of the disciples dare ask him, who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord. And so I don't know why they couldn't re re recognize him, but uh, they, they knew it was the Lord. And uh, the thing is, as we think of the God of the universe wanting to have fellowship with us, I mean, it's amazing how humble our God is. Uh, and we talked about the attributes of God not too long ago. Well, humility is one of his attributes. And uh, he is, uh, we have such a humble God that would want to have fellowship with us. But anyway, he said, come and dine. And well, then none of the disciples wanted. Then Jesus cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. And this now is the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. Now, Peter, who, who was now becoming what we'd call lukewarm in his commitment to the Lord, uh, Jesus has to deal with him. And so I think uh, Jerry quoted that on the heart, to watch your heart. Uh, we must watch our heart, whether we love the Lord or not whether we're becoming lukewarm or not. And Peter was deciding to go back to his old way of life, which was fishing. And the Lord asked him this. So when, so when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? And he said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto me, feed my sheep. And so there, there, as my wife says, love is an, act, an action word. If you say you love someone, you do some action about it. And for Peter now saying he loves the Lord, what, is, what does the Lord tell him to do? Feed my sheep. And as I think of uh, uh, the New Testament and the church, You'll, you'll read continually the purpose of us being members in the body of Christ is to build each other up or feed each other. And so Peter's job was to, if he really loves the Lord, was to feed his sheep and not go fishing, not live his life for fishing anymore. And so God was saying, if you love me, feed my sheep. And then he says it again to him the second time. Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that thee know I love thee. And he said unto them again, 
feed my sheep. I guess the other one said lambs, but anyway, to be active in the church of God. If you love the Lord, it says be active in the church of God. And that's what he was to do. And a lot of times, and I, I, I know Christians who profess the Lord and don't go to church. I, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't, God asks us to, to work with the other sheep that are with part of the body of Christ. Christianity is not about us. It's about obeying Christ. And then again, the third time, he says unto him the third time, Simon of Jonas, loveth thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, and that's how many times he denied him, loveth thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things that thou knowest that I love thee, Jesus said unto him. Again, do some action then and feed my sheep. Work, work on the body of Christ. Do what the Lord Jesus Christ would have you to do. And then it says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walketh wherever thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hand, and another shall gird thee, and care, care thee where thou would not. In other words, uh, the death that uh, th would happen to Peter. Yeah, and this spake he in significance by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, now again, I said that the Macintosh always uses, this is the original terms of the agreement, follow me. And God, our Lord Jesus Christ, will always lead us to follow him. And uh, so he has fallen away. He was not following the Lord. He was not giving his heart to the Lord. He was going to go back to his old way of life. And the Lord deals with his heart. Do you love me? Then do some things that I want you to do. And then the original terms of every agreement, anyone that has ever come to Christ, is to follow him. And uh, that's what we're to do. And so I think in our, our lessons of Peter, we find that he was uh, called and uh, he was converted and convicted of sin. He's seen the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had confessions, you know, as the, it says, he not only believed in his heart, but he confessed with his mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, then we find that uh, uh, he was a man of faith. Uh, he needed to be corrected in his self-confidence, in his glorying in himself. He needed, he needed a fall to embarrass himself. And then uh, the Lord brings his heart back to, to himself. And again, the original, as we went to when he first met the Lord, they said, follow me. And uh, he's saying it again to Peter, follow me. So let's, let's just close with prayer. Lord, uh, we thank you uh, for the books of First and Second Peter. And we, we just hope that we can uh, uh, look at Peter's life and, and be like him and learn from him 
and uh, uh, understand every word he says that we may too be followers of you. And we just praise you for this time. In your name, amen.